This is the Dynasty Warzone, the People's Dynasty Podcast, and here are your hosts, Memphis at DFF Memphis and Jerry at Jerry Sin DFF. All right, guys, joining me for a special what I'm going to start calling Dynasty Warzone Conversations. I did this a couple weeks ago with my buddy G of the Aussie guys, and I was just talking to my next guest on Twitter the other day, and I was like, man, you got to come on. I'm, I'm wanting to talk more about IDP, and IDP is a growing segment of the Dynasty community. So tonight my guest is the director of IDP, individual defensive player, for the DynastyFootballFactory.com, as well as a writer and a ranker, and he's also one of the co-hosts of the IDP Edge Crushers. He is Dan Cook, and you can find Dan on Twitter at SeahawksDan8, because the Ocho is the best, at Seahawks8. Dan, welcome to the Dynasty Warzone. Welcome back. It's been a little while. Yeah, I think I did a mock with you guys uh, last year, or a crossover episode of some sorts, but uh, how's it going? Good, man. Good. Um, Been hanging out this year with the man of the hour, the man with the power. He's not here tonight. we got to get him uh, a little bit more technologically savvy so he can do some of this but a lot of people consider this the dead time of the year for dynasty and they are you know producing less content but i'm more fired up than ever i'm in a bunch of startups i'm concluding i think i have one rookie offensive only rookie draft left to go but man i'm always looking for a cheap excuse to talk dynasty fantasy football whether it's idp or Superflex or just whatever because i don't like to watch tv so <laughs> I'd rather hang out and talk to guys like you and guys like G and just do that. So the reason why I wanted to bring you on, we were chatting the other day, and uh, you've got a pretty neat offering coming out. It's an IDP rookie guide, but I'm not going to do it justice. So tell us a little bit about what's coming out and uh, you know a little bit about it. All right, so our IDP factory well, – let me rewind for a second here. The 2019 factory IDP rookie guide, it's a bit of a mouthful. Uh, is actually currently available. So you can actually go on DynastyFootballFactory.com, and on the right-hand side, you'll see our offerings of our guides, and you can click on the IDP one, and you can get it in your mailbox tonight for the low, low price of $10. $10. And it'll eventually go up to 15 at some point, probably when the other offense uh, rookie guide drops, which that's also on pre-order little plug for those guys, even though I had nothing to do with that, but uh, plugs all around. Hey, those guys can come on and plug their own crap later. You're, you're here to pl- plug true. this IDP thing. We'll, we'll have them on. Yeah, so uh, it, it. let me tell you, last year we, we put it out for free for the people, and uh, it was my first crack at something like this, designing and uh, playing around with computer programs and uh, it was not my, you know, at the time I thought it was great. And then I looked at it and I said, you know what? I need to make this more visually uh, pretty, so to speak. Uh, so I, you know, stole some ideas from things I've seen from everywhere. Cause you know, the best ideas are borrowed uh, most of the time from a bunch of different things. Uh, but it looks so much better. Not to pat myself on the back too much, but uh, visually it's, you know, so much better than the other one. If you download the other one that's free and compare the two, you, you'll see the night and day difference between them. So what you're saying um, is you're getting what you pay for. Absolutely. So 
So because the last one was free, maybe I just, you know, skimped on it, but I don't know. Uh, no, no, the I'm last year's joking. guide was good too. Uh, yeah, we, it was have... very good. And I got yeah. some steals because of uh, that last year's guide, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. And there are some guys that just didn't pan out. And uh, one of the things that we decided to do was wait until after the draft to release it because mainly we, we felt like some of the guys that we were high on, the NFL wasn't. So they were undrafted free agents and never really got a chance to play last year. So we wanted to make sure that the guys at the top of our guide were actually going to be relevant for your teams. Uh, Cause guys like T gray scales that I was really high on last year that is now like practice squad fodder for the Rams. You know, there, there could worse situations to be in than, you know, practice squad fodder for the Rams. But, um, but this year's guide, we kind of stepped it up a little bit. We have the stats are more broken down. Last year, we just had totals. So now we get the the year by year. So you can really analyze where this player, you know, where these players made a jump. Um, we have strengths and weaknesses again. We have the summary of the player, which, you know, so our guys, um, there was a seven-man team basically on this, plus some help from some of the specialists here. Um I was the kind of creator and I put the whole thing together. Uh, I did watch a few guys on tape. Um, one of the guys that I think we'll talk about later. Uh, and uh, the two main guys that did most of the writing were uh, Joshua Johnson, uh, DFF Cog, and uh, D Win, uh, my co host on the IDP Edge Crushers. Hollywood. Uh, Hollywood, yes. Hollywood. Hollywood, yeah. And, uh, you know, Hollywood didn't throw back too many when he was watching these this tape, so that was a good thing. <laughs> you know, the, but both of those guys are, are really good IDP guys, and and they're fun. And the one thing I will say, and I, I don't want to offend because obviously I'm attempting to bring more IDP listeners to the Dynasty Warzone as I become a better player. But I will tell you that Dan Hollywood and Joshua, the, these guys are great guys. They're very knowledgeable. But they're actually normal. I've I've ran into some uh, some IDP guys. You know, uh, is it Tom Kissingberry Klingsberry? I'm drawing a Kisslingberry. Thank you, Kisslingberry, the 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 British gentleman. He's fantastic. But there are a lot of IDP dudes out there that are a little squirrely, and you don't get the squirrely with uh, Joshua, Dan, and Hollywood. So um, that makes him a bonus to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I try to be pretty normal. Yeah, I mean, because uh, just like defensive players, you know, you want your offensive players to be smart. Your offensive linemen, your quarterbacks, you want them to be super smart, memorize playbooks, stuff like that. Defensive guys, they just go out there and crash into everything. They're like demolition derby <laughs> drivers, so they don't necessarily, you know, obviously I'm, I'm pigeonholing and throwing them into a bucket. So IDP and yeah. offensive-only riders can be the same, but not you guys. You you guys are great, so make sure you check out the guide. Um you know, I, I, I love everything about it. And if you have a color printer or access to it and, or access to one, and you can print this thing out because, again, I've, I've mentioned this before, whether it was when we had Travis May on from the Dynasty Command Center, uh, we've had Matt Waldman on from the Rookie Scouting Portfolio. Uh, the way that these documents and this IDP rookie guide is no different. The way that they're put together in the PDF, if you're – and I am not the most computer-savvy cat around – but I can download this thing, the PDF, to my desktop. I can print it, and it looks like a magazine. And I like that because I'm a note taker, 
And I like to have that those notes going into my rookie draft. So you guys did. You guys did a tremendous job on it. So how many pages do you think the PDF is when you download? I guess you would know. It is uh, 117 pages of goodness. 117 pages of goodness. Uh, All and, done by me. And 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 how how do they get it? Do you now? I I I can only speak to the you know the the ones that I've I've you know gotten because I've not I've only done one IDP draft so far. Uh, mm. Do you just send like an email link directly to their their inbox? Basically, as soon as you order it, your uh, receipt will come with the PDF uh, file. Oh, nice! So nice. you can get it instantly, pretty much, uh, and. Um, yeah, it pretty much comes to your inbox. You can use it tomorrow. You can use it tonight. Um, I've referred to it during my drafts because uh, I can't remember uh, 117 pages worth of stuff off the top of my head. That's a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. I'm a teacher, so, you know, I always tell my students, you know, when, when I give them tests and let them use the book, you know, use the book, man. It's, it's uh, uh, a, you, you should never fail. Quiz here. Yeah, never fail an open book test. That's a... That's no good. So, uh, I, I so I wanted to ask you a couple other questions about IDP in general, and we'll wrap this conversation up with uh, a little bit more about the guide. But but what do you prefer? Do you prefer when you're doing your IDP rookie drafts or even your startup drafts? Do do you want you to do your defense separately, or do you like to mix them together and draft out of one large pool? So now I like the large pool. Um, a, a quick story. My very first uh, dive into both Dynasty and IDP was actually at the same time, uh, back way back in 2004. And our initial startup draft, we did offense and then we did defense. And looking at that, you know, it was our first crack at it. Really, everybody in the room. There was 12 of us, and uh, the league still goes on today. It's it's come and gone. Some owners have come and gone, but looking back at that, and I'm like, it would have been so much more fun if we mixed it up. And I look at today like I would not even consider splitting offense and defense today because the sh- it's half the game is strategy of, you know, when to take that first IDP guy is, is, is a debate. And me and Daryl were arguing about this the other day because he, he went and with the one, uh, what do you have, the one three and the one four, he needed running back help badly. And he decided to take uh, Devin Bush and Devin White at one three and one four instead of taking either one of Miles Sanders or David Montgomery to help his running backs out. So we were talking about 10 minutes. I'm like, why didn't you just take one of the Bushes, one of the Devons and get a running back? And he was just set in his way of uh, taking both Devons, which, hey, I mean, the Devons are both good. Uh, I have Devin Bush maybe a hair higher. But, um, so I was going to ask you that, but I didn't know how to ask you that question professionally. Were, or were you a white man or were you a bush man? But if if you just take that, if you pause that and chop that up, that sounds terrible. So are yeah. you are you a Devin Bush linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers fan, or are you a Devin White linebacker uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan? There you go. We'll clean that up a little bit. So I think with the situation. I give the slight edge to Bush. I like both of them. Uh, Devin White coming in, I thought, pre-draft, I had a slightly higher than Bush. So they've been kind of jockeying for position. Kind of like last year, we were jockeying uh, Roquan Smith and Tremaine Edmonds back and forth. Uh, so I'm a little bit higher on Bush just because I think in Pittsburgh, he kind of takes over that Ryan Shazier defensive 
linebacker role. And that was a pretty profitable IDP position. Uh, in Tampa with Devin White, I still like the player, and I think he's going to be good. But he's got Levante David there that's going to steal some of his impact, I think. And, and they're all switching to a 3-4 defense, so it's, it's, you it's ask hard me, to really predict what's going to shake out in Tampa. You, you asked my, my question for me because, again, I, I didn't have access to this guide at the time of my first IDP draft, so I was DMing Josh. Is he, jo- I guess he goes by Josh. Jo- Josh for now. Joshua Johnson. Hey, and, Josh, and, JJ. We kind of just, you know, yeah. cog. Yeah, hey, as, you. As, as long as we acknowledge him every once in a while, he's this tickled. But, yeah, I ask him. And then uh, I ask him, and he said, white. And then I ask Hollywood, and he's like, no, you want Bush. So I ended up going with uh, white at the 109 in this draft. But, but that that's tough. So, yeah, I, I like the integrated. Now, this was a team that had I known more or – I mean, guys and listeners, this is where guys like Dan, Joshua, um, Tom, the, the British gentleman I referenced, Hollywood, Derek's, Derek's his legal name. I'm going to call him Hollywood because that's what I call him. Um, these guys are references, and, and, you know, you can tag them in Twitter – uh, I, I have I, mean, I have the good fortune of being friends with them, and and you know we follow each other, so I can slide in those DMs. But it, it's a great reference, and I wish I had done this instead of trying to take the world on by myself in my very first IDP. Uh, and and the rules of this league are are very interesting. It's superflex, it's IDP, tight end premium, and you must start two tight ends. So the draft strategy of this league was very interesting. But I didn't know a lot about IDP. I had never done it before, and I knew linebackers were important. But I wasn't dra- I wasn't drafting a lot of those run stoppers, those Darius Leonard's, those Quan Alexander's, you know, type linebackers that score a bunch of points. I was really drafting more of like the Vaughn Millers, the the, the TJ Watts, the guys like that. And I, I learned a tough lesson because my linebacking core last year in the playoffs was middle of the road at best. I had made some nice, you know, pickups along the way and had, you know, had some help from guys like Josh and Derek. And I ended up losing in the semifinals to the fantasy football fellas because their linebackers just just killed. And in an IDP, the middle linebacker is almost like the king. It's like the high-end running back. Would you agree? Yeah, that's what I, I search. When I'm drafting, I try to get uh, elite edge rushers if there is any in the draft, uh, middle linebackers and strong safeties that play down the box. Those are the three positions I worry about the most. And, you know, if you have a freak at defensive tackle like Ed Oliver or Quinn Williams this year, there's actually a lot of deep, good defensive tackles in this draft. So I thought Jeremy Simmons was, was a steal in, in, yeah. the, in the one draft. And Jeffrey Simmons, uh, he's probably going to redshirt this year, but I sure. mean, this is, ACL dynasty. Injury. this is dynasty. So sure. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you up here in a minute. We don't want to give away uh, too much for free, but you okay. know what? I'm 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 a shameless, uh, you know. I, I love me some me, as Terrell Owens once said. So uh, I, I'm gonna go over a draft that that I recently did. My only IDP league. You can tell me if I did okay. You yeah. can tell me if I did terrible. You can tell me if you like the pick. If I if I reached where I did. Whatever you think, I'm just going to throw it out there. So at the 109, I actually traded up to get this pick. I traded up with uh, Shane Hallam of uh, FakePigskins.com. He was on the show a couple of weeks back. I traded up to the 109 to get Devin White. Like I said, 
Uh, this my, my offensive roster was full of studs. I got Saquon Barkley as a rookie. I got him in the second round. I had DeAndre Hopkins. I had Zach Ertz in a tight end premium. So to say that I had good offensive position players was an understatement, but I wanted to, to address that need. So at 109, is, is Devin, was Devin White a good value there? I, I've, this year has been kind of crazy because I have we, we analyzed some draft positions of these guys earlier, and it seems like that is the spot this year that either one of the Devons are going, and it, you kind of have to get in the first round, late first round to get one. If you're in a league with John with uh, Daryl, then you probably need to go like 101 with it. But you know, <laughs> not not everybody's uh, Daryl with the when it comes to his uh, and jumping I, the gun on that. But uh, I think really, if it's really in the late first, you know, there's guys offensively. I've been getting a lot of AJ Brown in late first uh, with a lot of my picks, and, and if you have to choose between him, who's not in the greatest offensive situation uh, right now, and you need a linebacker really bad, then you, I think you can you can't go wrong with taking either Devin really. Um, and, and, it's a little high for me still. Like I, I don't think I took. I think late second was probably the earliest I've taken an IDP. It was probably a defensive end um, this year. Oh, so so a couple of things. So this this is where like knowing your your league mates and, and strategy uh, came to mind. So yeah. I I had done so I, I being the big offensive dynasty guy that I am, I, I had a huge tear break after one oh seven. Uh, I have in a super flex. I have Kyler and Haskins are both worthy of a top seven pick. Yeah. I have the three running backs: Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, and David Montgomery. And then the two tight ends if it's tight end premium. So that would be Hawkinson and Fant. So I'm I was right there at that at my tier break. I didn't have to trade up too much to get into this position. And behind me is G of the Aussie guys. And G won the league last year, and and he did it solely on the strength of his middle linebackers. And right after I picked Devin White, he you know in the in the group chat he blew me up for taking his guy because he was yeah. he 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 was plotting on Devin White at 109 and then another gentleman slid in behind me tra- traded into the 110 and took devin bush right in front of him so g g tilt drafted a couple of guys at 111 and 113 because he was expecting to get one of the two devons himself yeah and that is that is a good point to make you have to know your league mates and actually last year you know this is in my home league as you probably know, your home league is always the strangest league you're in because it's not really filled with guys who are crazy normally like, you know, we are sometimes. Um, I took, I think, I took Tremaine Edmonds with like the seventh pick in the first round because I knew, and my league mates know me and I know my league mates. I had three firsts, so I figured I got Chubb with like the fifth or sixth pick and then I went Edmonds, and I think I got um, – who did I get with the – I think I got another running back. I can't remember off the top of my head. But knowing your league mates is a very important skill because if you know, you know – like if you have a guy like Daryl in your league, you know he was going to go Ed Oliver at some point. So Yeah, you, you, you have to pay attention because and, and, everybody has tendencies. You know, yeah. so, so some guys are the metrics guys. Some guys are the film guys. And, and – if you listen to podcasts like this league has, you know, several podcasters in it, 
Um, I knew, I, like, I had Flacco. I have three quarterbacks. I had three quarterbacks in this league. I had Luck, Phil Rivers, and Joe Flacco. You know, I'm there at the 204 in the entire pre-NFL mock season that we did. We did tons of mock drafts before the NFL draft, and I was always on Drew Locke in this area. Well, I would never not practice what I preach. So I took Drew Locke at the 204. I took Debo Samuel at the 205. I love Debo Samuel. He's like a running back that plays wide receiver. I, lo- I love that. Anything on those two before I go into the next two? Uh, I have Debo in a few places. In Superflex, you can't ever have enough quarterbacks. So it was a super flex, I'm assuming. Yeah, with, 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 I, and the reason why I went with Locke is, A, I had been, A, advocating him. I mean, I, again, I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. And then and I had Flacco, and I, like I said, I, there was nothing behind Flacco. It was Luck, then Rivers, then Flacco, then nothing. Yeah. So, so, so get, getting uh, Locke at that point felt like a, a lock. See what I did there? That's a, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a pro move, kids. And then, and then Debo. I just like Debo. Like I said, I, I didn't yeah. have a share. It was my very first draft coming directly out of the chute. And I, I thought that was a good value. I like the landing spot. I, I like what I think his role will be. At the 303, remember this is tight end premium and you must start two tight ends. I mean, not an option, kids. you got to start two. Yeah. I went Dawson Knox. And, man, how's that looking now? I had Tyler Croft on, my, on the back end of my bench. But now I have uh, who could be the starter there in Buffalo. Are you, are you a – you a Dawson Knox guy at all? I didn't really. I don't think I have taken him yet. Uh, now that Croft is kind of out of the way, uh, the Buffalo receiving game is kind of murky. I like that whole offense is kind of murky. Uh, I know that Josh Allen's going to be flinging it and running all over the place. And I think it's going to be. I, I got to admit, I, I was dead wrong on Josh Allen. He actually looks serviceable. You you know it's it's amazing what happens when a coaching staff is not rigid and set in their ways and they try to make the player conform to their system as opposed to tailoring a system that works for the players. How about that? You invested in this guy. Let's 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 give him some pieces. So I, I was a big Knox guy coming out. I liked his athletic profile. He didn't have a lot of production in college, but as a pass catcher, even as a tight end, you're not going to have a lot when you have three of your teammates currently in the NFL. DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, and Demarcus Lodge are all currently on NFL rosters. So there's only so many footballs to go around. So his production profile wasn't a huge concern. Uh, My biggest steal, and I covered this on an episode that was just Jerry and I about a week or so ago, uh, JJ Arcega Whiteside at the 305. That was that was my steal. Like I said, in fairness to my league mates, it was a steal. But this was. Literally the weekend after the draft, you know, people didn't have their head wrapped around it, and even they didn't I, digest anything. No, See, no, I no. Had a, I had Sega in a, a Devi draft, so I was happy to see him. Actually, I had Sanders and Sega both, and uh, so they're both Eagles, and they're both on my Devi on my pro squad now. I guess instead of my Devi squad, so N- nothing wrong with that. Well, I stayed in the uh, NFC East. I took Terry McLaren. If you listen to the War Zone, and obviously you do, because you're here today with Dan and I, I took yeah. Terry McLaren. I've I've called him all off season. He's my 2019 Cooper Cup. Uh, he's an older rookie. I, I think him and Haskins now they've got a bond going back to college, which I I couldn't have anticipated that before this draft. But I was yeah. a you know big Terry you know Terry McLaren guy. I thought he was like a a guy that's going to have value. And then I, I, my, my second IDP guy. So I'll, I'll save him for a second. Uh, at my last pick in this draft, I took Miles Gaskin with the 5'11". I mean, 
he's Kenyon Drake and Kalen Balazs away from doing something. And I didn't hate him, you know, yeah. when he was in college. So he's like a lottery ticket. You know, it's like a, like a $1 lottery ticket. You scratch it off. And if you win a few bucks, hey, awesome. Uh, but, but I have a ton of uh, Benny Snell and Miles Gaskin in like the five to seven range. So I, I love I, guys I'm, like I'm that. With you there. I, lo- I love guys like that. Guys behind, uh, not like a, they're not behind a Zeke or a Gurley or yeah. a Kamara. They're they're behind a, a good. I think Drake's an okay running back. I but, have some Mike Weber too. So yeah, yeah, that's the, that's what I'm talking about. I would rather have Miles Gaskin than Mike Weber because if Zeke stays healthy, he's going to be fine. But I think Miles Gaskin. Yeah, but a couple other guys like that we I've mentioned is uh, Bruce Anderson there in Tampa Bay. He's he's got to outperform Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber, which I, I'm a big Peyton Barber guy, and yeah. and then uh, Demarie Crockett with Houston. And he's Lamar Miller and uh, Deonta Foreman away from relevance. So so just some names. But I wanted to get back to my last IDP guy, and then I want to wrap this conversation up with who are some of the guys that you're targeting. Um, this is a league where defensive ends. I don't want to say kick butt, but they're pretty popular. Uh, Nick Bosa went in the early second round, if I remember correctly. Uh, but I took Cleland Farrell, new defensive end for the Raiders at the 404. When I mentioned that b- b- before we hit the record button, you were like, man, that's a steal. What, what do you think about Cleland Farrell there in Oakland? I really like Cleveland Farrell, and uh, he was one of the guys I actually profiled. So I, I did a f- couple profiles. Um, mainly Ed Rushers, because that's what I kind of watched last year, too. So um, he he's more of a complete defensive end. I compare him and Nick Bosa as Nick Bosa is the guy that's going to rush. And I, I said Nick Bosa could care less about run defense. It seemed like, you know, when I watched him. Uh, Claylon Farrell is out there to get tackles, to get sacks. He, he has a very, I think, good repertoire moves when it comes to getting to the quarterback and uh, you know, he's ripping at the ball a lot. He didn't, you know, in college have a ton of, you know, uh, turnovers, but he's going to play probably 99% of snaps from day one. You know, Mike Mayock called him and told him he's going to be his leader on defense. You know, the GM's backing you, you know, Gruden's backing you if you take him with the fourth pick. Uh, it was a shock in the draft, and to get him at four point oh four, like you said, where you got him, considering where all the other guys fell in, you know, Bosa went pretty high. You said the, you know, Devins went high. Farrell's probably like the fifth or sixth IDP off the board in most drafts currently. Well, then now, now I feel really good about myself because uh, yeah. I, I did some homework, and again, I I swallowed my pride. I I didn't know so. Uh, I'm DMing these guys. You know, you can tag them. If, they, they can't follow everybody. Twitter's Twitter's full of maniacs, but you can add them. You can add Seahawks Dan 8, and when he gets to it, if he's not too busy, you know, educating minds of the future, he'll, uh, he'll, he, he'll, he might respond to that, or he might respond to a poll. Um, that, but that's where you go. You, you find experts. I want to hit you with, uh, with one other name. Uh, after the draft was over, I went out, and DN was another position. I don't want to say of need. But I had traded Jerry Hughes prior to the draft, and Jerry Hughes was okay for me in 2018. But I went out and picked up Austin Bryant from the Lions. What, how did I do there? Pretty good. And you're not going to see many stats from him in Clemson because from Clemson because he was the backup to Claylon Farrell 
and Dexter Lawrence and Christian Wilkins and and we can keep going and and that was such a good defensive line that this guy couldn't crack the lineup and at the combine they were you know saying you know this guy's really good but he had these you know beasts in front of him that they, he wasn't getting by uh so he's a good sleeper and if you look at Detroit you know they they signed Trey Flowers and Trey Flowers is a good defensive end but they got nobody else on the other side, so he could see some snaps. I mean, they'll rotate, I'm sure. Matt Patricia comes from the Belichick tree of, I'm not going to really let anybody become a super stud because, yeah, we, we like to mess with fantasy a lot. He likes to do that on the defensive side of the ball, too, so it's not just the offensive guys that he likes to, to mess with. No, nope, um, th- th- that's awesome. Well, listen, but before we wrap this up, I you know keep the conversations a little shorter than the main show. Um, what what can you tell these people about? Who are some of your guys? Who are guys that you're targeting? Where are you targeting? Uh, how how many IDP drafts have you been through? Um, just give us some details. What's uh, what's going on in, in in your mind as it relates to that? You know, obviously keep the the guide separate. You know, go out and you know check out the guide. You know, make make that purchase. But what what's going on inside your head when you're drafting? Uh, with me, like I said before, my first two rounds and, and obviously some players jump out, but first two rounds, I normally go offense. Um, you know, and then the third through five, I try to look for my target players. Uh, some of the target players I'm looking for, like from the three to five range, you can normally get like Brian Burns, uh, Montez Sweat. Um, as far as linebackers, this class is kind of weak this year. So I've been targeting more of those towards the seventh sixth and seventh round get the late guys that like we were talking about earlier with the running backs that are like an injury away a situation away um one guy i'm really high on that he's actually climbed he was one of the higher picks uh halani Tavai, and um then tj edwards is another guy uh he was an undrafted free agent for the eagles and zach brown signed with them but you know he, he's could be, you know, he, he wasn't very effective for the Redskins last year. So TJ Edwards very well could um, be that middle linebacker in one year. You know, he's a taxi squad guy for you, probably. Um, Byron Murphy's a guy that might be pressed into duty a little earlier than we might have expected because simply uh, Patrick Peterson's going to be gone for six games because. He apparently took some PEDs. Uh, and then, you know, I've been through probably six or seven drafts so far. The one nice thing about most of my drafts is they kind of go into each other. So, like, I had a few in the beginning, and they've been kind of staggering through. We have a couple wrapping up. Um, but talking about a late defensive end that I like, uh, Anthony Tall nelson I think... Uh, Thor Nystrom from uh, Roto World uh, dubbed him uh, Tall Tony. And uh, he was going to get a chance to play again with JPP. Got in a car accident, messed up his neck. Um, he's probably not coming back. And then you got the uh, one of the favorites from Hard Knocks last year, Carl Nassib, the uh, accountant. Uh, he's on the other side. But really, they're lacking some pass rush. So they'll probably get on the field a lot. And that's what I look for. If I'm looking for somebody I need right away, I'm also okay waiting. Cause if your team's got a taxi squad, just throw them on there, let them develop. 
especially the younger guys. We look at ages. Some of the younger guys are going to need a year in the NFL practice and stuff to really get some playing time. Well, I like that. So I went back while you were given that fantastic answer. And I did a little quick research, and in the league I referenced, we do six rounds, 12 picks per round, so 72 total picks, and of that, 23 were defensive-related. Would, would you consider that a, a normal ratio? Uh, you know, just, yeah. just about a third, I guess, a third? Yeah, because I think some owners, and some owners in my IDP leagues, they're just so stubborn that they just, they're like, I'll just pick guys up off the waiver wire. Yeah, I, I I was uh, I was that guy, and it cost me the ship. It cost me the ship because in in week sixteen in this league, my, my my team would have laid to slaughter like everybody. It just blew up. But you, you, that, that's why we play the game, uh, and it's a lot of fun. I'm telling you guys, if you're not playing IDP, you got you got to get in one league. Get in yeah. one league, you know, you know, get get in some group chats, you know, meet some guys. I I I was very you know, trepidatious doing this because I, I do so much with the offensive side of the ball that I don't even watch that much college. I rely on guys like Jerry, my co-host, uh, Nick Whalen, good friend of the show, Travis May, um, LJ Cheney, the guys at the Devi Watch that have now splintered off and are doing their own thing. I mean, I rely on those guys, you know, coming from January all the way up to our rookie drafts. And, and, so I was a little nervous, you know, add another segment, but I got, I got to tell you, I've also added a Debbie league and I find the IDP so much more fun than the Debbie. Now Debbie's fun too. I have one of those. Jerry helps me co-run it. But uh, what are some of your favorite aspects about IDP? And then uh, tell them, tell us what you love about the IDP aspect of dynasty. And then tell us a little bit more about the guide and we'll get out of here. All right. So, uh, IDP, I just think it changes the way you watch football. It makes you care about the littlest things like who got the tackle. It makes you care about, you know, was my player in on that assist? Did they get credit for that assist? Like you watch every single play with that much more attention. And I think that's made me a better football watcher because I'm not just, you know, tuning out, playing around on my phone. Like, you know, you have to pay attention to everything you get excited. And one of the greatest stories I think I have from IDP was, uh, it was week 16. It was a Monday night game and I needed Navarro Bowman to outscore. I forget who it was, but I needed Navarro Bowman to, to get some points for me on a Monday night. This is the dynasty ship. Like he, he has a good game. I win. And it was like 1030 at night. Navarro Bowman like forced a fumble and recovered it. And that pretty much put me over the top. And I was like flipping out, except I was trying to be quiet because I didn't want to wake up the wife and kid. So, uh, so you know how you do the silent, you know, cheers and, you know, so you don't wake up anybody in the house. I have um, been there many times, sir. If you've ever yeah. seen the movie Big Daddy with Adam Sandler, the little kid's sleeping and he's watching yeah. a sporting event of some some sort and he like jumps up to scream and he has to like hold it in. That's what you do yeah. when you watch football late at night while your family's sleeping. Absolutely. So I think just the intricacies of how many possibilities you have to get points, you know, to be excited about a pick six, you know, if it's your football team, you know, if it's like my Seahawks getting a pick six, I'm excited, but you know, it could be, you know, like your safety getting a pick. Like Landon Collins is great for for turnovers and uh, and Kevin Byard and players like that. 
you you have to learn so many intricacies, and you don't have to be insane like I am and be in forty leagues, and half of them are IDP, and you know, I'm insane. That's just the best way to put it. You are experienced, um, sir. We call that experience. So, no, yes. I'm I'm not knocking it. Yeah, but like I said earlier, like my first league in Dynasty was in 2004, and it was IDP too. So I just this just seems normal to me because I'm like, oh, this is what a dynasty league is. And it was, it took me years to figure out, you know, not everybody plays defense with dynasty. So it was kind of strange for me, you know, when I started to uh, get really into it and my leagues expanded exponentially uh, over the last like five to six years. Um, I only had like two to start with. And now I'm like full blown degenerate here. Um but it really adds stuff. And and like you, I just keep trying new leagues. Like if I want to join a league now, it has to be bizarre. Like if it's a, just a normal cookie cutter offense league, you know, oh well. Last year, I think I picked up like three new leagues and two of them were auction because I'm not I'm not a real big auction guy, but I wanted to you know try it. You know, I wanted to experience it, go through it. And it's a different animal. And, you know, my tendencies to, to bid on auctions are kind of, you know, in some cases I'll be like, you know, I'll throw the money out there. And then some days I'll be like, eh, we'll save it for 2020 when there's a maybe a little better crop of guys I can throw my money at. Um, so one of my leagues, I have the highest bankroll right now going into next year. I'm hoping to keep it that way or, you know, trade a bunch of money for like Saquon or something. All right, well, let's wrap this thing up with a little bit of chat about that guide, where they can uh, find it, how much it costs, how long they can save money, and uh, we'll get out of here. All right, so you can find it at DynastyFootballFactory.com. Uh, it is on the, if you're at the homepage, it is on the left-hand side. I'm sorry, right-hand side. It's uh, late in the school year. My brain's fried. Um, it's on the right-hand side. It says 2019 Factory IDP Rookie Guide. Uh, right above it uh, is all the other guides and right below it, the other guides from last year. If you want to take a look at last year's, you can read up on guys like Bradley Chubb and Darius Leonard, see what we had to say about them. And uh, you can kind of use that as a, a taste test for, for this year's guide. However, this year's guide is bigger and better, more players. Some of them are undrafted free agents. In fact, two of them, we were shocked and amazed they still aren't signed. Uh, but you can read the guide and find out who they are. Um, we did at, we also, the, the one aspect we added our fan, our fantasy two cents, basically our fantasy impact for the next one to three years. You know, is this guy, you know, does this guy have a path to snaps and what is that path? And we kind of break that down for you. Like Nick Bosa, he's going to play day one across from D Ford with DeForest Buckner sitting next to him. So, He's in a pretty plum spot. You know, he's going to get some sacks just simply because he's playing next to a bunch of uh, great players. And, you know, you can even throw Eric Armstead in there as a good player. Uh, so we, we just took it to the next level. And next year we got to try to find a way to how to improve this. Well, so. you're, you're always chasing greatness. So he is at... Seahawks Dan 8. I'm going to go out and check out Seahawks Dan's 1 through 7 just to tell them how bad they are and that they too should follow at Seahawks Dan 8. 
the Ocho on Twitter. Dan, thanks for coming on and hanging out with me for a few minutes tonight, man. I, I really appreciate that, and I love uh, I love talking football with you. Yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, we'll have to talk some football. Your uh, your Colts did a lot of good things defensively. Yeah, man. How'd you like Rocky Sin? We'll, we'll we'll leave it on Rocky Sin. I want to get a jersey that just says Sin on the back. Yeah, yeah, Rocky Sin. Um, to give you a little bit of a hint, how much he's loved. I went to the Eagles huddle up for autism. Uh, my son has autism, so we went down the event, and the Temple players were all there. So I, I started chatting up one of the guys. I don't even know. He's probably like a you know walk on or something, maybe. And I was like, so where's Rock going to go? And he said he hoped Detroit because he's a Lions fan. So if if he wants Rock on his own, you know, hometown team, then that means, you know, he might be a little partial being a teammate, but uh, but he must believe in the guy. So, hey, I'm, I'm very excited to have him on the Colts and uh, Ballard. We trust around here. So, yeah, have- he has made some great decisions, so. He, uh, he is a good good GM, and we're damn lucky to have him. Anyone looks good, though, after after you've had Ryan Grigson. I mean, just, just don't screw it up that bad. And speaking of screwing it up, we're keeping this intro and outro running a little long. So I'm at DFF Memphis. He's at Seahawks Dan 8. We'll catch you soon. And please check him out uh, on Twitter and the IDP Edge Crushers podcast. Until next time, we are just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. See you guys.